go and for you hear it do you hear the dog yeah. working like as soon yeah. as i open my mouth <laughs> ho, ho, ho. merry christmas Well, well, well. Who do we have here? The usual suspects. Just the two of us. We can Can make it if we try. I love that song. Also a hint that I spend far too much time on uh, ye old TikTok. Oh my god, a suck hole. (laughs) I'm like scrolling on TikTok. I think I did this last night where I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm just going to look at a couple. Like, (laughs) it can always be... TikToks will always bring me joy, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yes, do whatever. And then I like check my phone. I'm like, it's been fucking 20 minutes. What? I um, Last night I went on one of the things on my For You page was the $4 account, which just posts like clips from Billy on the Street, which I love. Oh, I've been getting a lot of those lately. That's funny. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I don't know why I'm watching these clips and I could just watch the whole thing. So I started watching Billy on the Street videos, ones that I've seen and also ones that I hadn't seen before. And then before I knew it, it was four in the morning. Four. And I had just been watching Billy on the Street for like a very long time. I saw this really good one. It was Billy on the Street and, oh, I won't remember his name. He does like a news show. Oh, John Oliver. John Oliver. He's like, sir, are you gay? Are you gay, sir? Do you care about John Oliver? And they all say no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how are you enjoying this holiday season so far? Definitely, um, some ups and downs to say the least, but I think all together, I like decorated the living room. I'm feeling, it looks so cute. I'm feeling really good about that. That's like something Mm -hmm. that is a palpable thing that I can feel good about. And, um, (laughs) what else? I'm kind of excited to go back to my parents' place because I, like they turned Mm -hmm. on the fireplace like oh, it's just really cozy the nice thing about my parents mm-hmm. house is that I don't pay for heat and it's always really yeah. warm yeah yeah and it is not in that apartment it is not warm yeah. in the apartment I can tell you that no. right now yeah good old um poorly insulated crown heights we love it mm-hmm. what about you I'm good I mean my decorations have been up for like over a month at this point oh my god I love that Yeah, my Christmas tree brings me so much joy. I'm going to be really sad when I have to take it down. Of course. I got a lovely Christmas surprise today. I was sitting, I was editing. Mm -hmm. Just working with the sweat on your brow. Yeah, with my, you can't see me right now, but I have these like giant DJ headphones on because my regular earbuds, like one of them broke. So I borrowed my brother's old, like nice overhead headphones. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the zone. I'm editing and I get a phone call. I don't normally pick up random numbers, but I did this time and it was a delivery and I go downstairs and there's this beautiful lovely gift basket i can only imagine gorgeous full of chocolate and tea and jam and Uh, all kinds of goodies it legitimately made me cry i did tear up oh yeah i would have cried too the diane allen family yes just the sweetest couple such honest nice people 
Yes. Yeah. This was given to me by the parents of our dear friend, Christina. Yes. Yeah. So that was lovely. So I'm definitely going to start picking away at that because there are so many goodies in there. Yes, as you should. I Mm. actually, I went to Whole Foods the other day, something I really don't ever do because I Mm. hate paying. Like I hate (laughs) up paying on anything. Yeah. Super cheap when it comes to groceries. But Phil had his car, so we drove and like parked in the Whole Foods. And I got Mm. this like vegan, it's like almost like Capicola, but it's obviously not. But it's Mm. like that style of fake meat. And Mm. I got this like vegan cheese. Like it's like a chive, whatever. The point being, I'm going to (laughs) make a vegan cheese board. And I also have this like fig spread. And I'm really excited. I might make it after the pod. That sounds so good. Speaking of TikToks, if anybody is looking for an account to follow, highly recommend that cheese plate that cheese plate yes okay even if you don't eat cheese just like aesthetically to look at it stunning yeah i i can attest (laughs) it's i mean i haven't seen i don't know if i've seen that one specifically but like looking at cheese boards just boards Mm -hmm. in general beautiful pleasing to the eye give me a piece of wood put some food on it i'll be happy of course um Um, that segues (laughs) us into (laughs) what we're going to talk about today yeah you know cheese boards boards b b words bamboozled Mm. christina you got bamboozled (laughs) into watching this movie (laughs) so many times when it first came out yes so it's the winter of 2018 picture it you know a cold new york winter cold new york winter um i graduated college that year I was in a very bad place with my mental health, going through a lot of stressful times. But one reprieve was knowing that a Christmas movie starring Vanessa Hudgens was going to be coming out that year. So obviously, the day it came out, I watched it. As you should. Yep, and told everybody else all about this movie and how buck wild it is. So then I watched it again with our friend Christina. Yeah. And then some days later, I watched it again with Mo. And then I went home for Christmas and no one in my family had seen it. And they were like, well, we're going to watch it now. So I watched this movie four times in the month that it came out. Not wasted time, let me tell you. No, not (laughs) at all. So in case you haven't already guessed, we are doing 2018's Netflix original Christmas film, The Princess Switch. The crowd roars, they applaud. <laughs> this movie, we had to do it. It is one of those movies that you watch and it's like so bad that it's good. Exactly. And I gotta say, like, I know that it's bad, but I did feel, <laughs> I felt things when I watched it and it yeah. was a great time for me. Yeah. I would have had an even more pleasurable time if I didn't make a stupid mistake of thinking we were doing the sequel and like taking notes on almost the entire sequel and then realizing that I took notes on the wrong movie. But it happens. Nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I did watch the second one. I think while you were watching the first one, um, which <laughs> even wilder. Yeah. really takes it to a new level. We'll save all of our, our commentary on the second one for later in the episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can avoid any spoilers. Yes. But one thing that we can talk about with the second one is how it really brings to full light the extended Netflix Christmas Royal universe. Yes. So the first, I think the first like Christmas movie Netflix ever did was A Christmas Prince. 
mm-hmm. which I did see and did not like, but that's neither here nor there. So we have the Christmas Prince. It's set in the fictional kingdom of Aldovia. <laughs> These names, dude. Yeah, that could be wrong, but it sounds right. So she marries the prince. They're royals. It's a kingdom. Yada, yes. yada, yada. Then we have the princess switch. During this movie, because it's a Netflix movie, at one point they go to watch a Christmas movie and they watch a Christmas prince. So it's setting it up that Princess Switch takes place in our universe. Mm-hmm. Then we fast forward to The Night Before Christmas, another Vanessa Hudgens Netflix Christmas movie in which they reference Aldovia, where A Christmas Prince takes place. And they talk about going there. So that exists within the Christmas Prince universe. Yes. Then in the second Princess Switch, <laughs> Princess Switch switched again. Oh, my God. There's an event that happens and... The king and queen from Aldovia from A Christmas Prince are in attendance with their baby. But it doesn't stop there, okay? So that means that in the princess switch, when they watched A Christmas Prince, Mm -hmm. it's a documentary. Apparent fucking Lee. Insane. But he says at the end when her and Kevin are watching it, doesn't he say like, it's okay, it's just a movie. Yes. It's so... Yeah, there's some fucking loose ends, loose (laughs) ends right now. Or in the real world, okay, in the world of the of Princess Switch, maybe Aldovia exists, and that Mm. movie was a fictional movie based on the real couple. Yeah, like a dramatization. Yes, Mm, like a like O.J. Simpson story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Princess. A Christmas Prince, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> One and the same. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what royal kingdom is going to be ent- entering this extended universe yeah. next season. Because it just keeps growing. We have Aldovia. We have Belgravia. We have Montanaro. Mm-hmm. What's next? Who knows? I don't. I surely don't know. Yeah. Another fun fact. <laughs> Segwaying from that monstrous <laughs> conspiracy theory that we just told you. This movie was actually shot in Romania, um, yeah, not Belgravia. Belgravia is like a neighborhood in London. It's also a neighborhood here in Toronto, but it's not like a, a country. Yeah. It's like very ambiguous, like what Belgravia is supposed to be in this movie. I would assume it's a country because they have like a prince. Yeah. But yeah, I was excited to learn it was shot here because yeah. um, my mother grew up in the country just on the other side of the border of Romania. Mm-hmm. And technically, we're of Romanian descent because the borders have changed a lot right. due to wars. Yes. I was like, this is a cool clapback. Yeah. I kind of want to save this other point, but I will just say before heading into it, if you've seen The Prince's Switch and the second one, the Olivia in the first movie is just far superior. I cannot far. stand the Olivia in the second movie. <laughs> I cannot stand that girl. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know whose contract fell through, but a mistake was made. Yeah, gravely. Shall we get into it? I think it's time. Hell yeah. So, picture it. Snow everywhere. It's actually not even like an evening scene, like an evening snowfall scene. It's just like, sun's up, snow's out. Yep. We're in Chicago. <laughs> 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 we pan into Stacy's sweets and treats. And Stacy, a young, sprightly Vanessa Hutchins, 
is serving mm-hmm. our customers. Her sous chef, Kevin, handsome man, is helping to do the oh finishing touches on their gingerbread house. It's a commission for City Hall. Then Kevin's daughter, the better Olivia, comes in. Yeah. <laughs> she asks her godmother, Stacy, if there are any sugar cookies left. And Stacy's like, yes, always. And Olivia tells her dad to tell Stacy the good news. And Kevin is like, well, Stacy, I know you've been feeling down since your recent breakup. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to cheer you up. So I entered you into this big, fancy Christmas baking contest in Belgravia that you're always talking about. Yeah. And you got in. Ah. It's all expenses paid. And they leave on Friday. This all happens like so quickly. Yeah. This is like the first 60 seconds of the movie. Yeah. Um, and Stacy's like, I can't just close the shop. Like it's right before Christmas. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you mad? Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> and Olivia's like, you have to go. Belgravia is amazing. And they have this gorgeous cottage for us to stay in. And Maybe you'll even meet the handsome prince. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. So Olivia, um, you know, skips away and Kevin and Stacey are left to talk one-on-one, you know, as adults, right? It's the adult yeah. conversation. And he's like, I just need you to be like spontaneous for once. This could help put Stacey's on the map. And ever since your breakup, you've been just so rigid. I would like punch someone if they said that. To I know. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene is Stacy just like and I do it again. <laughs> and I do it again. Oh my fucking word. I need you to say the John Lennon quote because I don't know it. Oh yeah, then he says life's what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah. A John Lennon quote. They do quote that a lot in the movie. Yeah. So Stacy, she keeps giving excuses and she's like, Christmas was a really special time for me and Paul, her ex. And she's like, I'm not ready to move on yet. So then she's walking home. She comes upon like a Salvation Army bell ringer Mm -hmm. man. She donates some cash. And um, the bell ringer tells her that Christmas is a magical time. And she's like, yeah, I just wish I had someone to spend it with. My girl. Turns around. Who does she see but her ex, Paul? Oy, oy, oy. He's coming out of a store and she's like, oh my God, hey, Paul, like so good to see you. And right at that moment, his new girlfriend comes out and she's like, honey, they kiss. Uh, Stacy introduces herself and she's like, oh yeah, Paul probably has mentioned me before. And she's like, no, never heard of you. Um, <laughs> Scathing. <laughs> absolutely brutal. And she's like, anyways, Paul, we have to go. Otherwise, we're going to miss our train because they're going to spend the holiday with Paul's parents. Mm-hmm. So then Paul is like, oh, Stacy, like, what are your Christmas plans? And she's like, oh, I have huge plans. I'm going to be in a baking competition in Belgravia. And then walks away. And as she passes the bell ringer, she's like, so much for Christmas wishes. So bitch is going to Belgravia. Yes. Belgravia, baby. They fly on out, and then there's a drive through the gorgeous, snow-covered English countryside, a la the holiday, honestly, very reminiscent Mm -hmm. to me. And they arrive at this gorgeous cottage. I'm reluctant to even call it a cottage because it's honestly like... It's a house. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's very nice. The decor is so cute. It's so heeg. Olivia is like, can we go into town? There's a Christmas fair. I really want to go, but Stacy is like, you have to be at Wembley at noon to prep the kitchen and she's just 
super sticking to the schedule. Like, girls know how to yeah. have fun. And Kevin's like, come on, Stace, let's forget about the schedule for a minute and have some fun. So they go into the fair. This fair looks amazing. They got harrowers. So nice. There's little shops everywhere. There's decorations everywhere. Um, Olivia runs over to this stand that's selling stockings. And who is working there but the old man, a.k.a. the bell ringer from Chicago. A little mystical element. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to call him. So throughout, I just call him like old man. Yeah, same. Because I don't think he has a name. So from here on out, when we say the old man, this is who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So Stacy is like, do I know you? Like, were you in Chicago last week? And he's like, of course not. Who, little old me? Well, I never before marriage. (laughs) So Kevin then talks about how Belgravia is going all out for Christmas. And the old man says it's in honor of the prince's wedding to the Duchess of Montanaro on New Year's Day. And Olivia is like, is she pretty? (laughs) And the old man says that the Duchess is camera shy and doesn't allow her picture to be taken. But he heard that she's touring the set of the baking competition today if you want to catch a glimpse of her. Ooh. So then Olivia notices the children's ballet conservatory. They're like right behind them on this cute little stage. They're like doing the nutcracker. And she's like, oh, I wish I could dance with them. And the old man selling the stockings is like, you know, they have a summer intensive and I'm like, what? You're a meddling little <laughs> bitch. Like, it's like a modern day Jiminy Cricket situation. Yeah. Olivia and Kevin go over to watch the performance while Stacy, she buys her stockings and the old man asks if she's in a rush. And Stacy's like, I want to get to Wembley early so I can start setting up for the competition. And the old man says the same Sean Lennon quote once again. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And Stace says that's the second time that was said to her. And the old man is like, you know what, Stace, pal, you know, maybe you need to hear it. Maybe take those words. Sense knocked into your fucking head. (laughs) I know, literally. So Stacy says, Merry Christmas, and then turns to leave and coincidentally almost gets run over. By this, like, fancy-ass limo-looking car. Yeah. And she yells after it, and she's like, watch where you're going. Meanwhile, inside the car, we see the passenger, this very buttoned-up, formal man. And he's like, who's yelling? And the driver's like, oh, it's a tourist, probably from the States. True. Yeah. But you shouldn't run over people. Also true. So at the baking competition, Stacy and Kevin are prepping everything when... Brianna Michaels comes up. Who is Brianna Michaels, you might ask? <laughs> well, she is her former colleague from Le Cordon Bleu. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Stacey yeah. studied there? <laughs> what are you even saying right now? Yeah. But she comes up to her and she's like, mm, I won the competition last year. What are you making? Cheetos a la mode? Rude and I'm as like, hell. You guys went to the same school. Yeah. And Stacy is, like, telling Kevin, you know, yeah, we went to the same school. Brianna was really close to some of the faculty. Like, when you saw Professor Kendall's berries. Ooh, Brutal. Ooh, ooh. So, Brianna spills something on Stacy and, like, stains her apron. So, Stacy's, I don't want to say like again, but Stacy is heading to the bathroom to clean up. <laughs> and on her way there, she ends up bumping into a lady. So, they turn to look at each other and... <gasps> Gasp. 
They look exactly alike. Dun, dun, dun. It's Lady Margaret Delacour, Duchess of Montanaro. And they're shook by the fact that they are literally twins. Yeah. Um, Stacy explains that she is one of the contestants in the baking competition and introduces herself. She then, like, tries to excuse herself and, like, curtsy. <laughs> and um, the Duchess is like, oh, you're a baker. Like, I could really use a second opinion on my wedding cake because, as you know, I'm getting married in a week. And I'm like, this should already be done. Yeah, what? Like, what, girl? This is a royal wedding. So Stacy is then like, oh, well, you know, when it comes to the wedding cake, the bride is always right. I would be happy to help. Mm-hmm. And Margaret is like, exactly. Would you be able <laughs> to come to the palace for a consultation in, let's say, an hour? What a sneaky little squirrel. I know. And Stacy is like, yeah, sure, I was supposed to go sightseeing with my friends, but I'm sure they'll understand. I'll just let them know. And Margaret's like, no, no, you can't tell a soul. I need my privacy. And Stacy's like, all right, no problem. Back on the soundstage, Stacy goes out to meet Kevin again. And Kevin is like, oh, your apron's still stained. You couldn't get it out. And she's like, um, you know, I'm just going to go buy a new one. And Olivia says they should go watch the ballet. And Kevin should ask how much that summer intensive costs. And Kevin's like, mm. bitch, did you forget we're poor? <laughs> so <laughs> Stacy's like, I'll meet up with you guys later at the cottage. She does her little secret handshake with Olivia and has Very out. like parent trap style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Olivia says that she wishes Kevin and Stacy were together. And Kevin is like, Olivia, we've been friends since high school. Like if something was going to happen between us, it would have already happened. Besides, Stacy's just a little too intense for me. And Olivia says people can change. But Kevin's like, not that much. <laughs> so at the palace, Margaret's assistant, Mrs. Donatelli, is also shocked by the lady's resemblance. Mm-hmm. And Margaret is like, is there any way we could be related? And Miss Donatelli says that her great-grandmother's cousin Cecil had a fling with an American divorcee. And yeah. he settled in the U.S., this is kind of a deep cut for her to just yeah. say out of the blue. And she's like, yeah, Cecil's daughter married into the D'Onofrio family. And they're like, D'Onofrio, Stacy DeNovo. Potato. Potato. Tomato. Tomato. And Margaret says that they were destined to run into each other and that she has a favor to ask her. Ooh. So then we cut to the movie The Favorite. No, <laughs> we don't. But I imagine they say favor with like F O U R. Or yeah. <laughs> sorry, V O U R. Um, yeah, yeah. So they sit down to have some tea, and Margaret says she's supposed to marry the prince, but she doesn't know anything about the people in Belgravia. So she wants to switch places with her. Edward will be away on business, so she won't even have to worry about that bitch. And <laughs> Stacy is like, okay, like, it's weird that you don't seem excited to marry this man. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I do not know this man. So <laughs> she's like, you know, we've met twice and we got engaged. He's just really formal. And I'm like, what if you just took these two days to, like, get to know your husband Yeah. instead of traipsing around? She's like, he could be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Hi. to this man. <laughs> Sorry to my fiance. Um, I'm also just, like, low-key 
are you actually going to interact with the people of Belgravia? Because it seems like you're kind of just hanging out with a man you've never met before and his daughter. Yeah, you're just hanging out with like two Americans and not immersing yourself in the culture. Yeah. But go off queen, go off I guess. Queen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go so, off duchess. So Stacy's like, hey, does he have one of those fancy limousines? And Margaret's like, yes, ring a bell. Stacy was almost run over. It was the prince. Mm. Yada, yada. Yeah. So Margaret goes, I can do anything you need. She's like, I got a lot of connections. Mm. Cash in on them. Yeah. So Stacy's like, okay, what about a spot in the children's ballet summer program? Margaret agrees to give Olivia a spot in the program. And Stacy's mm. like, I am in. I would ask for that. And I would also ask for cash. Yeah, I would ask for cash. Cold and I would ask cash. for property. I'd be like, Listen, bitch, I want a house yeah. in Belgravia. Yeah. I want a, I want a car, a club, another club, bus, another bus. <laughs> no sleep. Bus. <laughs> this podcast is just a repeat of your favorite TikToks. Yeah. We're just it's just references. That's all club, we do. Another club, bus. Um yeah, I would ask for cash. I would ask for property. I would ask to keep all the clothes that I wore. Uh the clothes. But Stacy is a humble lady, I guess. So we then have a little like parent trap-esque montage, some like switching lessons. You know, Stacy shows Margaret her house, Kevin, Olivia, her bakery. Um, they give Stacy a haircut so it matches Margaret. Miss Donatelli is, you know, she has her cosmetology license apparently. Yeah, really. Um, Margaret then, you know, teaches Stacy all about Belgravia and like Montanaro and the royal family trees. They learn each other's walks. It's kind of like a Princess Diaries reference. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of Julie Andrews going, and we don't schlump like this. Yeah. They also switch phone cases, which I actually thought was smart because I probably would have been like, oh, we switch phones, but if you just switch the case. Like, yeah, way better idea. Yeah. And they switch clothes too. So, fast forward a bit. Mrs. Donatelli takes a look at them both and she says, one finishing touch, and she tries to put hairspray on Stacy, but Stacy's like, "No, no, no! I do not do the hairspray." Mm-hmm. Then we hear a knock at the door. It's Edward, the prince. So she puts on Margaret's wedding ring, and Margaret hides behind the couch. Stacy opens the door, and she curtsies and invites him in. And he's like, "You look lovely in pink." And he's like, "Oh, is there a problem with the sofa?" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, you haven't stopped staring at it. And she's like, no, I have a lazy eye. Naturally. Natural response. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, like, if, if it isn't to your liking, like, I can get it replaced. He tries mm-hmm. to, like, move the couch. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I love the couch. Like, flings herself on it. She's like, in fact, I took a nap on it yesterday and I've never slept better. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And she's like, you know what? You better be off. You got to go to Spain soon. And he's like, right, yes, you're right. Um, I will see you when I get back. And she's like, oh, and do tell your driver to look out for pedestrians. So he leaves. Margaret comes out and she's like, that was wonderful. You were great. You know, all you have to do is have breakfast with the king and queen. So just talk about the weather and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And Stacy then gives her like the sightseeing schedule that she has for her Kevin and Olivia for the weekend. Margaret then thanks her from the bottom of her heart. And leaves to go to the cottage. Yeah, to be a a normal peasant with the rest of them. Mm, Yes. 
So Margaret arrives at the cottage and looks at Kevin putting up the stockings before going inside. Kevin asks if she got the apron and she's like, uh-huh, right. Nope. Couldn't find one that fits. He's like, aprons are one size fits all. She's like, yeah, yeah, I meant I couldn't find one that fits my personality. And I'm just like, <laughs> guys, we got to we got to think on our feet here. You ever take yeah. an improv class? Yeah. Yes and, okay. <laughs> yes and. <laughs> so, he notices her haircut. He's absolutely shocked that she would make an out of the blue change like that cuz that's not Stacy's personality. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Well, it's getting late. I better go catch some Z's." And Kevin is highly suspicious, but He's like, all right, see you in the morning. So that night, um, Miss Donatelli is getting Stacy all ready for bed. She's like doing turn down service, I guess. Yeah. Um, weird. We, yeah, very weird. Yeah. Stacy asks um, Donatelli if Margaret always sleeps in such fancy dressing gowns. And she's like waltzing around this like gorgeous silk dressing gown. I'm very jealous. And um, Donatelli is like, yeah, she doesn't wear feety pajamas like you disgusting Americans is the undertones. <laughs> Huge burn. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that Donatelli has actually worked for Margaret's family like since she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And Stacey asks how she feels about them trading places. And Mrs. Donatelli says that Margaret has always been spontaneous and it's not really her place to have an opinion. But she's been through so much, you know, losing her parents so young and now having to become a future queen it's a lot to handle and she says that she would do anything for her so for the next two days she'll do anything for stacy very sweet mm-hmm. so she heads out and stacy takes a look around her gorgeous new room she mm-hmm. goes into the walk-in closet admires all the clothes she tries on this large brimmed hat and there's a knock at the door she goes over to answer it to find Edward, excuse me, excuse me. So he's taken aback by seeing her in her dressing gown and this luxurious hat, and yeah. he's like, "I hope I wasn't interrupting anything." And Stacy's like, "Oh, Mrs. Donatelli went down to get us tea, and in Montanaro, it's customary to always wear a hat to tea, even in a nightgown." So <laughs> the accent was yeah. almost as bad as what they do in the movie. No. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> so Edward <laughs> apologizes for having to leave her for Spain at such a short notice, but Stacy's like, understand, schedules are so important. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Turns out they both love the little prince. Cute. Stacy wishes him safe travels and she curtsies as he leaves. I'm like, ooh, a little mm. spice going on. Yeah. Um, so the next day, Stacy goes down for breakfast with the king and the queen. It's like kind of awkward. She's talking about the weather. She's like, it's particularly splendid today. And he's like, yes, if you like frostbite. Yeah. Then the queen mentions that the salad that they're planning on having for the reception needs to be finalized and is asking like which relative of hers has a peanut allergy. And she's like, oh, yes, Lord Percival. And they're like, didn't he die last spring? Mm-hmm. And she's like, he did. You're right. So no need to worry. No need to worry about peanuts. Take it back. One hop now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can you fuck up talking about the weather? I'm like, all you had to do was check an app, girl. Yeah. Or look outside. You had one shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suddenly, Edward walks in and he's like, I've changed my plans. I'm going to stay. 
so that we can spend time together before the wedding. Now we can go to the St. Andrew Charity Ball tonight. And he gives her, oh my gosh, first of all, she's freaking out because she's like, holy crap, I didn't sign up for this. And he gives her this beautiful crown, just a gorgeous, yeah, he's like, this is your engagement present. I'm like, ladies, a man will never. A man, not in this economy. Jesus, no. So she loves it. She's so happy. And Edward says he planned um, a ride through the countryside this morning. So go get your little riding pants on and head over. (laughs) Stacy is grasping for straws. She's like, oh, um, the horses aren't used to the cold. In Montanaro, it's much warmer. But Edward reminds her that last year they had a terrible snowstorm. And she's like, oh, you are right. We have heated stables, actually. So that's why I said that. And it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. (laughs) She heads out to change. Then Edward's dad sees the Duchess in the hallway and asks Frank to keep a close eye on her because the king is really suspicious. Mm. Uh, Meanwhile, in the cottage... Margaret is making this huge breakfast. I don't know why this bitch thought that cooking would be a good way to start because she's never touched yeah, a pan in her life. I don't get that. Yeah. And so she yells out that food's ready. So Olivia comes downstairs to see that Stacy has burned the toast, which she never does. Mm-hmm. And Margaret's like, oh, I must just be nervous with the competition coming up. And Olivia's like, maybe we should just eat out. And then she's like, oh, my God, your hair. That's crazy. (laughs) Are you feeling okay? Like, you seem a little off. Are you having a stroke? Yeah. Are you having a full-blown breakdown? Because that's what it seems like. She's like, Stacey, that toast isn't burnt. You're having a stroke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, Margaret's like, yeah, I'm super, super duper. (laughs) Um, Will your father be joining us? And Olivia's like, LOL, father is buying that new saute pan that you wanted and getting you a new apron. And she's like, oh, you know what? Let's go to that little place on the square that we passed yesterday. And then Margaret's like, sounds good, sounds good. Mm -hmm. And Olivia asks her to do the secret handshake. Sweat drips down her brow. (laughs) Yeah. Off the bat, Margaret starts with the wrong hand, but she manages to nail it. They get through the whole thing. But Olivia is still extremely suspicious. Yeah. Stacy calls Margaret, but Olivia ends up picking up her phone. Seeing that the call is from Stacy, she's like, WTF? Back at the palace, Frank comes upon Stacy trying to make this call and offers to assist her. And Stacy's like, oh, no, it's all right. Just a drop signal. Thank you. And Frank offers his phone, but... Thank God for Mrs. Donatelli, she interrupts Mm -hmm. and says that Margaret is capable of making her own phone calls. So she hands him a basket and she's like, this laundry needs to be done. Thank you. Yeah. So now it's time for Edward and Stacy's horse ride. So he's in the stable. When Stacy walks up, he is like, who's that girl? She's so fine. He then mounts his horse, no problem. And Stacy tries to get up on hers, but ends up like fucking throwing herself all the way over the other side yeah falls right on her ass (laughs) so edward is like i thought you were a competitive rider and she's like oh 
My pants must have shrunk in the wash. And she does these like huge lunges to stretch them out. He then helps her up on the horse and they go out for a ride. It's gorgeous. It's like this snowy mountainside ride. They then get to like this cliffside with this gorgeous view and he helps her off her horse. And she tells him that the view is breathtaking. And he says he always comes here when he needs to get away from it all. What a cute romantic moment. He is really trying. You got to give him that. I Yeah. He's actually, he seems like a really sweet guy. Yeah. But just very rigid. Mm-hmm. So on this gorgeous mountaintop, Edward is like, the burdens of this state, you know, can be overwhelming. <laughs> so that is why I come up here to think. Yeah. And she's like, well, burdens aren't too heavy when you have someone to share them with. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he's like, Sweetie pie, you shouldn't have to worry, a little pea brain with a big, the big stuff like that. Your pretty little girl brain doesn't have to hold that information, sweetie. Yeah, you don't have to worry that, worry about that noggin holding too much. And <laughs> Stacy is pissed. She's like, "Yeah, do you think I'm not smart enough for you to talk to me about these things?" And he mm-hmm. tells her, "You know, she has other things on her mind, like a wedding to plan." Uh. And she's like, "Oh." Oh, 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 so I should just stick to polishing my tiara. He's like, oh, no, I've been trapped. <laughs> I've been bamboozled. <laughs> He's like, I didn't mean it like that. And she's like, you know what? I think it's time to head back. Yeah. <laughs> Edward realizes he is a fuck up. Yeah. Oh, man. So then Stacy finally gets to have a call go through to Margaret, but Margaret immediately hands the phone over to Olivia, who has figured out that they switched mm-hmm. because these are the worst fucking actors that I've ever seen. <laughs> Not Vanessa Hudgens, but these two characters. So Olivia's like, yeah, I'm totally chill with it. I'm actually super excited because I get this freaking sweet ballet scholarship out of it. And Stacy tells Margaret that Edward has decided to stay in town and now she has to spend all this time with him and she has to go to the charity ball tonight and they need to switch back pronto. And Margaret is like, well, with the preparations for the ball tonight, there's simply no way I'd be able to sneak in. And if Edward hasn't found out yet, then we're fine. By the way, Kevin's here. Gotta go by. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go by. (laughs) She gets a potato chip bag and she crackles it on the phone. Damn. So Cafe Cafe Kevin. Kevin walks into the cafe and he's surprised they decided to go out for breakfast. And Olivia's like, yeah, Stacy decided to be spontaneous. She's spontaneous, Stacy, now. Um, I'm paraphrasing. And then Kevin says, okay, then let's forget about your little schedule and just hang out. And she's like, mm-hmm, and rips <laughs> up that schedule. Yeah. So back at the palace, Frank is sneaking around. He walks over to the Duchess's room, and Miss Dantelli opens the door, and she's like, can I help you with something? And Frank is like, yes, the prince would like to see Lady Margaret in the poetry room. And she's like, great, I'll let her know. BT dubs, can you take these dirty dishes down to the kitchen for me? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So, cut to Olivia, Kevin, and Margaret. They're painting some Christmas ornaments in town, and Olivia spots Santa. So her and Margaret run over and say hi to him. And then the old man, he keeps popping up everywhere, Mm. comes up to Kevin, his little meddling ass, and is like, (laughs) it does the heart good to see two people in love. 
And Kevin's like, me with her? (laughs) (laughs) We're just friends. She's not my type. And the old man is like, I wouldn't be so sure. Mm -hmm. The audacity of this old man. (laughs) How brazen. But Santa is, you know, having... I was going to say he's having a fun time with Olivia, and that sounds so bad. But Olivia sits on Santa's lap, and... He's having an appropriate time. Yeah, he's having a fully appropriate time with Olivia. (laughs) And she is like, he is having a good, wholesome time with this 11-year-old girl. So he's like, what would you like for Christmas? And she's like, I want this, I want that, and a new mommy. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) Absolutely shameless. Totally just oblivious to any sort of social uh, construct. Just go for it. Why not? Kids, you know? Kids say the darndest things. So she asks Kevin and Stacy to join her for the picture. So then back at the palace, Edward is in the poetry room. Which I'm like, is that the library? Like, what is this? You have a room exclusively <laughs> for poetry? Yeah. So he's looking at this huge painting of his grandmother. And Stacy comes over and she's like, she's very regal. And Edward is like, yeah, she was very opinionated. You know, I loved her. The palace could use someone like her again. Wink, wink. She then asks why he wanted to meet her. And he apologizes for what he said. Mm-hmm. For being dumb when they were riding their horses. And Good boy. he says that she's going to be his wife. And if she has an opinion, he wants to hear it. And, you know, he wants to make this marriage work. He's really yeah. dedicated. He's like, I want to hear your opinion, even if it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I will still listen. And he also says that there's something that he's noticed about her that he didn't see before. And she's like, ah. Whatever could it be? How peculiar. Um, is that all? And he's like, yes. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then leaves. Back in the town square, Margaret and Kevin and Olivia have a sing-along with these, like, carolers or whatever. They're having the best mm-hmm. time. And Margaret mentions that was her first sing-along. And Olivia's like, mm, shut up. Stop typing. <laughs> um, you went... On one last year with Paul, didn't you? And she's like, oh, I forgot about good old Paul. And Olivia's like, Mm -hmm. literally stop typing because (laughs) Paul is your ex. He broke your heart. And she's like, you know what? I think it's finally time to get over Paul. And Kevin is like, oh, my God. And they have this snowball fight. Margaret Mm -hmm. falls back into the snow and Kevin comes over to try to help her and she pulls him down to the snow with her. They're laughing. They're rolling in the Mm -hmm. snow. If it was a different movie, they would start fucking. Yeah, but alas, a child is present, so they're having an appropriate time. (laughs) They are having a wholesome (laughs) appropriate time. So that night, it is the charity ball and Stacy descends this staircase in one of the most beautiful dresses I've ever seen. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's like a total contrast to the dress in the next movie, in the sequel, which Mm. looks like dog shit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it's the same costume designer. I don't know what happened, but they nailed it in this one because this dress is gorgeous. It's like this beautiful, like, wine red color. It's like strapless. It's stunning. Uh, 
So she comes down the stairs. Obviously, Edward is speechless, as am I, because she looks amazing. And they walk down the stairs together. But then suddenly she stops to fix his tie and they realize that they are stopped under the mistletoe. Ooh. Ooh. And he's like, oh, it's just a silly little tradition. And like these two girls are like looking at them, like eagerly waiting for them to kiss. And she's like, well, we can't disappoint them. So she like gives him a very chaste kiss, I think on the cheek. I don't even think she kissed him on the lips. on the cheek for sure. And he just looks very uncomfortable. So they go into the ball. They meet up with his parents. Stacy then asks, you know, how many families are at the shelter that this ball is for? And like how many people on staff? Is it just volunteers? Like she wants to know the ins and outs. So Edward's dad totally shuts her down. Edward yeah. changes the subject and he's like, oh, why don't you play um, some piano? Why don't you regale us with a song? And Stacy's mm. like, no, no, please. <laughs> but everyone yeah. persists because when you tell someone to play a song mm-hmm. on the piano, everyone just freaks the fuck out. So, Oh, yeah. This is like a reference to It Takes Two, which is a Mary-Kate and Ashley uh, switching movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Basically, like, the twin that doesn't know how to play piano gets asked to play in front of everyone, and it's at, like, the engagement party for her dad and her soon-to-be stepmom, mm-hmm. and she fucking hates her guts. So she sits down at the piano, and she's like, oh, I'm going to play a song that I have written especially for my new stepmom, who I absolutely adore, <laughs> sits at the piano and just starts banging on it, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's so good. It's a great great moment so this is a nice little shout out to that word word it's also very freaky mm-hmm. friday-esque yeah the freaky friday mm-hmm. one is like way nicer and cooler yeah so edward is like oh do you have stage fright let's do a duet so they play carol of the bells he shows her the chords the little notes it's literally four mm-hmm. notes yeah but it's really nice he guides her hand and everyone is very impressed by this Easy, easy song. Yeah. And Edward kisses her hand afterwards. Ooh. Yes. This next scene, I actually mentioned in our first ever episode. Yes. So Edward is looking for the Duchess and he comes across the old man. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's like, oh, the Duchess. I saw her in the gazebo. He heads on over to find her. And Stacy tells Edward that she didn't mean to offend his parents by asking them like details about the shelter. And Edward is like, oh, no, you didn't. I've actually arranged a carriage ride for the two of us tomorrow so we can spend more time together, more specifically, so I can spend more time listening to you. Mm-hmm. Good boy. Yes, yes. And the backdrop of this gazebo is like what I mentioned in the episode because I love a good gazebo moment definitely we got gilmore girls we got a cinderella story got twilight we got this movie yes yeah edward is like it's almost time for our first dance stacy's like omg i'm not a very good dancer and he's like practice makes perfect so they join each other for a little slow dance yeah i do love a good slow dance in a gazebo it's like one of the few hyper cliche like romantic things that i'm like oh yes i am a slut for this totally so that night margaret calls stacy and 
you know, tells her all about like the snowball fight and how much fun she's having with Kevin. And Stacy's like, Kevin's like a puppy. If you're nice to him, he'll follow you everywhere. And I'm like, wow, nice way to talk about your friend. Yeah. Jesus. They're like, guys, we don't like each other. Like, I'm serious. Like, I hate her. Like, she's the worst. Yeah. Don't even know why I fucking hired this tool. Um, So she then tells Stacy that she threw out the schedule. The schedule. Yeah, the schedule. Yeah. And then Kevin comes in. He's like, oh, hey, Stace. Like, do you have some toothpaste I can borrow? Important to note that he is shirtless and he is gorgeous. He is very handsome, yeah. Margaret is taken aback. I understand. (laughs) He leaves the room and Margaret is like, have you ever seen Kevin with his shirt off? And she's like, ew, no. But Edward in a tuxedo? Oh, my God. And Margaret's like, Edward was born in a tuxedo, so whatever. Doesn't faze me. Yeah. Margaret is clearly very smitten with Kevin. Mm -hmm. Stacy is clearly very smitten with Edward. Clearly. What could possibly happen? Oh, no. So, in the morning, Stacy meets Edward for their carriage ride. He asks her what she thinks about the charity work, and she's like, well, honestly, having a ball to raise money is great, but you need to get more involved. You know, visit the shelter, maybe actually get to know the people that live there. And he's Mm. like, you know what? You sound like my grandma. (laughs) And she's like, I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So they go to the shelter. Stacy is, you know, reading the children a story. Everyone's clearly quite taken with her. And this little girl is like, are you really a princess? And she's like, I will be after I marry Prince Edward. And, you know, she then asks if she's in love with him. And Stacy says, very much so. Mm-hmm. And the little girl is like, I wish I was a princess. And Stacy says, the most important thing about being a princess is caring about other people. And if you do, you're a princess in your heart. I was wondering why this sounded so familiar. And it's literally like Abigail Breslin in Princess Diaries when they're doing yeah, the literally. parade. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like a total like rip off of that moment. But pop off. So... <laughs> Stacy and Edward talk to the woman who runs the shelter, and Stacy notices the kids don't have any presents under the tree. And the woman is like, Oh, well, the money that we got from the ball is to be used for essentials instead. Toys are kind of few and far between. Mm-hmm. Then they walk out and see Frank, and Edward is like, They don't have a real tree or gifts. And Stacy suggests that they buy them presents and they can decorate and bake cookies. And Edward's like, Okay, um, that's pretty ambitious. I don't, I don't really know if I have time for that in the schedule, schedule, in the schedule. But in the end, he agrees, and Stacy hugs him, and oh my gosh, he says he likes it. It's just, uh, I love love. I love love. Love wins. I love love. <laughs> I was like the least romantic person before I had a boyfriend, and now I'm like, oh my god, oh my this god, is so beautiful. So they head to the Toy Emporium, where Mm. all Christmas dreams start. So in the town square, Kevin and Margaret are walking around. They go past a fountain. You know, legend has it that the St. Nicholas Fountain never freezes because of the 
warmth of the Christmas spirit. Wow. Then this man comes up to Stacy and he's like, excuse me, I'm from Food Insider Magazine. Mm -hmm. And then he kills her. (laughs) Yeah, then he stabs her in the neck. (laughs) No, he's like, I would like to do an article on you. And who is lurking nearby but Brianna Michaels, Uh, her nemesis. Hate her. And she's like, don't you want to interview me? I won last year. And he's like, don't care. Anyways, Stacy, mm-hmm. let's chat. And um, Margaret's like, oh, actually, it's me and Kevin. Like, he's my sous chef. We're yeah. a team. Kevin, come in on this interview. So they get interviewed by this reporter. Yeah, I'm like, wow. So, like, the the real Stacy um, never gave Kevin, you know, the time of day. He no. was a, a background <laughs> singer in the Stacy and the Sweets band. <laughs> yep. Poor guy. I know. Back at the toy store, Edward and Stacy find a toy that Edward always wanted and he gets really excited. They flirt and play with some of the toys, and Stacy finds Twister Matt. I cannot believe this moment. She's like, Edward, look. And he's like, a mat with dots on it. She's like, what? Edward was made in a lab. Yeah. He has not been socialized. For real. So she asks him to play and he takes off his shoes. She's also wearing this, like, not a mini skirt, but it's like not made yeah. for playing Twister at all. Not at all. So Frank is trying to ask some questions about the Duchess, but Mrs. Donatelli's lips are zipped and she's not having it. Frank says that he's going to find out what she's hiding. Meanwhile, Edward and Stacy are having the times of their life playing Twister. Coincidentally, at that moment, Kevin and Margaret go into the store. Oh my god. Margaret spots Stacy immediately. They lock eyes. Stacy tries to distract Edward by being like, oh my gosh, I lost my earring. And Olivia is like, oh fuck, we need to get out of here. So they turn right around. Kevin is like, what's going on? And they're like, actually, we don't want it. Let's go see Santa. Let's go somewhere else. And um, he's not buying it. But thankfully, the old man is back once again. And he's like, I'm having car trouble. Will you please help me? And they're like, absolutely, we will. So they go on out. Once Stacy sees they're gone, finds her earring. Mm -hmm. Crisis averted. Back at the palace, Edward wraps this gift. It's like really bad. I'm like, oh, sweetie. You've always paid someone to wrap your gifts for you. It's mm. not that easy to do it yourself. But yep. Stacy comes in with some gingerbread men, and I instantly crave gingerbread at this point in the yes. movie. Edward is like, how did he learn to bake? And she tells him from her father, and he's like, you must miss him a lot. She says that generally she's not sentimental, but baking keeps a piece of the past alive. And the queen is eavesdropping. She really admires the sweet moment between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Edward is like, I love the smell of turkey because as a kid, it meant his cousins were coming over to play. And he reminisces about a cute memory of them, like running around playing mm-hmm. with the turkey roast. And Stacy says it's still all right to play sometimes. And she helps him with the wrapping of the gift. So they load all the packages in the car. Meanwhile, the king and the queen are watching from the window. The king is, like, not pleased. He thinks that there's something up with the duchess. And the queen is like, you know what? I think she's a breath of fresh air. And Edward is falling in love with her. And that's all that matters. And I'm like, good job, mom. Good job. Mm -hmm. 
the the um what's the term? The man may be the head, but the woman is the neck. <laughs> neck. And she can turn the head any way she wants. Exactly. <laughs> Back at the shelter, the prince plays piano and they all have a sing along together. The kids are so excited, it's really cute. And they thank Edward for all that they've done. Um, he says it was all Margaret's idea, but Xmas is about more than just a gesture. So they're going to start coming once a month to get to know everyone at the shelter. And they're under the mistletoe again. And this time, mm. bada bang, bada boom, they kiss on the lips. And then they go off to play Twister. Ooh. Very politely and wholesomely with the kids in an in appropriate, appropriate. <laughs> appropriate way. Yes. So back at the cottage, Margaret thanks Kevin for making her a delicious pasta dinner. What's uh, these these men making delicious oh pasta dinners? I didn't know that like there was this connection to like Christmas and having pasta, but like I'm into it. Yeah. Because in the holiday we had the Christmas fettuccine. Yeah. Now we got some pasta here. I like it. And he's like, oh, you know, since you're going to be doing all the heavy lifting at the competition tomorrow, it's the least I could do. Olivia's like, so are we going out tonight? I'm like, you're eight years old. Where the fuck are you going? What are you doing? I know. (laughs) She comes down with a crop top and a mini skirt. So we going out tonight or what? Yeah. And um, Kevin is like, it's your bedtime. We have to be at Wembley at 8 a.m. And she's like, is it okay if Stacy comes to tuck me in? And they're like, yes. Okay. So she runs upstairs. And Margaret is like, wow, she never runs out of energy, does she? And Kevin's like, yeah, just like her mom. And Margaret is like, do you miss her? Pretty bold. He's like, you know, they weren't meant to be like her and Paul. Meanwhile, upstairs, Olivia climbs into bed. Margaret comes in and Olivia is really sad that Margaret is leaving and she wishes she could stay. Margaret says that she wishes the same, but she has to return to her duty. But... Olivia and Kevin will always be special to her. Yeah. She goes back downstairs and sits with Kevin. And Kevin says this trip did her a lot of good, that there's something less intense about her. And Stacy, well, Margaret, is like all the little moments with him. Mm. That's what life's really about. And Kevin says that that's the nicest thing she's ever said to him. And he suggests they watch a Christmas movie, which is a when he goes on to Netflix (laughs) and he's like, picks a movie. He picks it because it's her favorite movie. It's The Christmas Prince. And thus began the Netflix extended royal Christmas universe. Exactly. So back at the palace, Edward tells Stacy that he's learned so much from her, like how to connect with people. I'm like, sweetie, bye. (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) He is... Made in a lab. <laughs> yeah. This man is wearing a skin suit. Jesus. He is a robot. Stacy then tells him that he has a good heart. And Edward gives her his grandmother's family crest pendant from the portrait that they were looking at. Uh, he is full of wow. gifts, this man. I know. Somebody's love language is gift giving. Um, He then says that, you know, he was really worried about them getting married. But after today, he's not anymore. And she's like, you really are Prince Charming, aren't you? And then they kiss, but she stops the kiss. And he's like, did I do something wrong? And she's like, no, no, no. You did everything right. (sighs) And this is where we remember that this man is, in fact, engaged to somebody else. Yeah, I would... (laughs) 
listen, I know I said switch bodies with me, but I didn't say go have <laughs> sex with my fiance. Okay? Yep. Okay? Yeah, I feel like this gets overlooked a lot in this movie because, like, I guess Margaret, like, she doesn't love him. She doesn't really care. But still. She literally is like, I could not care less. Yeah. But anyway, so he says that he'll see her in the morning. And she's like, yes, you will see your duchess in the morning. <sighs> Goes into her bedroom, immediately starts crying. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Back at the cottage. At the cottage again. At the end <laughs> of the movie, Margaret is crying. And I asked Christina <laughs> what the ending of this movie is. She's like, girl, it's a happy ending. Like, it's the Christmas yeah. prince. So they, like, get engaged. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's all sense. good. Everything is yeah. cool. <laughs> and Kevin's like, there's nothing like a happy ending to make someone cry. And she's like, endings aren't usually happy. <laughs> so Kevin asks her what's wrong, and she's like, I'm just feeling sentimental from the movie. And he's like, well, I got you something. It's in your stocking. Ah! everyone's gift fucking (laughs) love language is gift giving in this movie (laughs) so she pulls out this adorable locket with the Santa photo in it of her and Olivia and Kevin and oh my gosh she says it's the most beautiful gift she's ever received and then he puts the necklace on her and says that he knows they've been friends forever but these last few days he feels like it could be more. And he oh thinks my God. that she feels it too. It's pretty intense, honestly. Yeah. I'm like, you went zero to You like really Real sh- like shot your shot with someone you've known for like 15 years. Yeah. Damn. So they kiss. They end up kissing, but she stops mm. it. And he's like, is something wrong? She's like, I shouldn't have done that. Let's just pretend this never happened. He's like, why and she's like just trust me on this and he agrees so she kisses him on the cheek and wishes him a good night damn absolutely kevin like goes and this is the garage he turns on the car (laughs) this is the moment when kevin becomes an incel this exact moment (laughs) he gets on reddit immediately afterwards and he's like every woman i've ever met is a big freaking liar He's like, I was friends with this bitch for 15 years. I did everything for did her. Everything. She never included me in her, her interviews. I was like a puppy. <laughs> I followed her around everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, meanwhile, at the soundstage for the baking competition, sneaky little Brianna Michaels goes in under the, the cover of darkness. Of Michael's craft store. <laughs> the failed daughter oh of Michael's craft <laughs> Oh my god, to be the heir of the Michaels fortune. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I mean, I've donated much of my personal wealth you to the cause. It. You donated it in exchange for <laughs> yarn and reeds. Yep. <laughs> in the same way I've donated so much of my funds to Soul Cycle. <laughs> yes, yes. But to, to the good of the cause. Um <laughs> So, Brianna sneaks I in. My- <laughs> I donate all my spare change to Michael's. Do you know what I asked for for Christmas this year? A Michael's gift card. So, my parents oh my have also um, donated on my behalf. 
Oh my. (laughs) Okay. At the soundstage, Brianna sneaks in. She decides to do a little sabotage and she snips the cord of Stacy's KitchenAid stand mixer. Dun dun dun. Dun, dun. That stand mixer was $400. (laughs) I'm like, God, you have no idea what I would give to have a KitchenAid stand mixer. So back at the palace, the clock strikes midnight. Stacy hears a knock at her door, and it's Mrs. Donatelli with mm-hmm. Margaret. You know, the girls talk. Stacy is like, you know what? You should, you know, feel really lucky. Edward <sighs> is so special. He's so thoughtful. He's so kind. And Margaret's like, are you kidding? Like, what about Kevin? Like, he's so amazing. He's so fun. He's so handsome. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, my God. We like each other's guys. Oh, my God. My goodness. And Margaret's like, what are we going to do about it? And Stacy is like, nothing. We just have to live our lives. <laughs> Stacy's like, who? Not a damn thing. You and me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, she's like, we just have to get back to our lives. Um, Margaret then gives Stacy her hat back. Um, Stacy gives Margaret her ring. Meanwhile, in the bushes, sneaky little Frank is just snapping photos, gathering evidence, and while doing so, manages to fall off a balcony and land on his back, which surely must have, should have killed him. Should have been dead. (laughs) That man should have been dead. He should have died. Yeah. Back at the cottage. This, well, this is in the morning, so the birds chirp. It's the morning. Stacy, mm-hmm. the real Stacy, is making breakfast when Olivia comes down the stairs and asks if it's really her. And they do their secret handshake to confirm. Stacy asks why she seems so disappointed to see her. And Olivia's like, I'm happy, but I just wish Margaret didn't have to go and marry that creepy old prince. And Stacy gets out her frying mm-hmm. pan and slaps Olivia in the face now. Jesus. Because Stacy says that he's not creepy. He's actually dreamy and sweet and funny. And Olivia's like, ooh, sounds like you have a little mm-hmm. crush. And Stacy's like, listen, we have a big day today, so we need to stay focused. Meanwhile, back at the palace, Frank has printed out his photo evidence. He is trying to give it to the king, but the queen is the one who answers the door. And Frank is like, I need to speak to only the king. This is a private matter. And the queen is like, hmm, you know, it'd be a real shame for someone to lose their job right before Christmas. Give me the envelope or (laughs) give me your resignation. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, So obviously he hands it over. The queen tells him to go and handle a plumbing problem in the bathroom down the hall. Yeah. He's back at it again with the stupid errands. So, Margaret, she's in her room. She stares at this locket from Kevin. And Mrs. Donatelli says, she doesn't sound like a happy bride. She's like, it's not about happiness. It's about duty. Mrs. Donatelli gives her the crest. And she says the different words that are on it that I didn't write down in my notes. truth, love, honor, something like that. Yeah. But it doesn't say a word about duty. The queen is walking outside of the palace and um, she's looking at the photos that were in Frank's envelope when this man shoveling snow, who else but the same guy that's been following these people around the entire movie, 
<laughs> it's like they have a remarkable resemblance. And she shows him the photos and he's like, you know, she looks like a princess to me. A commoner? In the palace? So then we cut to the huge Belgravia baking competition. <laughs> it's about to begin. The host announces, you know, like the rules, etc. The timer starts. All the bakers start on their cakes. Meanwhile, back at the palace, Margaret walks into the dining room and the queen, you know, mentions their trip to the shelter. The king thinks like it was a great idea. He's super proud of them. And the queen is like, oh, Edward, darling, I had the worst headache. Do you think you could fill in for me at the baking competition today? Uh, I'm just so unwell. A sneaky squirrel. I know. And he's like, of course, mother, we would be delighted to go. She's like, yes, yes, take Margaret with you. And she's like, um, I don't think we have enough time. I don't, I don't think To go, do. like, um, I don't think so. And Edward's like, please, we have plenty of time. And then she's like, cool, 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 cool. Excuse me for just one moment. Ugh, yikes. Mm-hmm. So back at the competition, Brianna is screaming at her sous chef. Bad attitude on this one. They make her look like a total jackass. Mm -hmm. And Stacy and Kevin are working away when Stacy discovers that the the mixer is broken, of course, because of this conniving little jerk. And they'll have to puree the berries by hand. So back at the palace... Margaret is sitting on a bench outside and she's looking at the like the family crest pendant that Edward gave yeah. to her when she was Stacy. And Edward comes over to check on her. He like touches her hand, but she recoils because obviously she's not comfortable with him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if you don't want to hand out some stupid ribbon at the competition, you can just say so. And she's like, no, we have to go. But there's something I need to tell you first. It's about truth and honor, but mostly it's about love. (laughs) Meanwhile, the competition that everyone has so anticipated is over. It's finito. Mm. Meanwhile, at the palace, (laughs) Edward tells Frank to take him to Wembley ASAP. Meanwhile, back at the competition, (laughs) the judges say their presentation is gorgeous. The flavor is wonderful, but the puree isn't as smooth as they had hoped. Overall, nicely done. These judges didn't even take a bite not, out of the full piece of cake. Not a lick. Okay. Yeah. So the embassy starts, you know, naming the winners, third place to first, and second place goes to Brianna. Ha ha. L O L. Die jerks. <laughs> That's a little Gilmore Girls reference for those who know. Yep. Um, and first place goes to Stacy and Kevin. Yay! And the MC says that since the Queen is unable to attend, presenting the award is Prince Edward and his fiance, the Duchess of Montanaro. Stacy whips her head around oh and God. sees them and is like, "Oh fuck! I'm going to throw myself down the stairs." So she tries to leave the stage, but Kevin is like, what are you talking about? This is our moment. We are going up there. He drags her up to accept this award. And then finally, the four of them, Stacy, Margaret, Kevin, Edward, come face to face. Yes, sir. 
Kevin is the only one that's shocked because at this point he's the only one yeah. that has not been filled in about what the fuck is going on. Poor guy. So Stacy explains that, you know, they might be related by a distant cousin, yada, yada, yada. But like, let's go backstage to talk mm-hmm. about this. They have this big old conversation. They lay everything out. And Margaret says it's all her fault. When she saw Stacy, the idea just came to her. And Kevin has been with Margaret the past two days. Stacy apologizes, and Margaret says that there's more. She really likes being normal, and Edward needs someone who's meant to be a princess. Someone like Stacy from Chicago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Margaret says, you know, normal girls like her fall in love with normal boys like him. So Kevin asks her, you know, aren't you supposed to marry Edward, the prince? And the prince is like, Margaret saying that she's in love with you. Let me fucking go. Let me go. (laughs) Kevin is like, doesn't that piss you off? He literally says, doesn't that piss you off? And he says that he's in love with Stacy. So it's been confirmed that Margaret loves Kevin. It's been confirmed that Edward loves Stacy. Yeah. Stacy's like, I can't let you do this. And she runs away. But Kevin's like, we need to talk. And Margaret suggests they do it over hot chocolate. Kevin's like, it's a date. And they kiss. Yes. As Olivia and Mrs. Donatelli watch. And they do it in an appropriate way. In a wholesome manner. Yes. Meanwhile, Stacy has run back onto the soundstage, which doesn't really make sense to me. I'm like, you want to do this in front of everyone? Okay. Yeah, right. So Edward catches up with her. She's like, this wasn't part of my plan. I'm not a duchess or a princess. I can't be that. And he's like you can still be yourself. Like you can have your shop in Chicago. You can open one here as long as we're together. I'll even pick up your shop and like ship it <laughs> ship over. It over. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, anything's anything is possible when you have a uh, disposable income. So mounds of cash. He could open up like 10 more shelters. Yes. And this is the issue with generational wealth. <laughs> So he then says that it's her destiny. They're meant to be together. So he gets down on one knee and he says, if you still love me a year from today, will you marry me next Christmas? And she's like, of course. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course. This is a crazy request. it's, It's not an obvious answer, but she says she'll marry him in a year. So everyone applauds and they kiss. I'm like, I don't know why everyone's clapping because like they don't know what's going on. Yeah. They just, people but. see a proposal and they're like, oh my God, you guys, you two, the two of you. I'm like, is nobody like, hey, isn't he already engaged? Isn't he getting married like next week? Yeah. Nobody seems to care. One year later, we open up <laughs> on a wedding. They're married. So everything went good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the orphan girl's back. She hasn't been adopted. <laughs> she begs them to adopt her. No, I'm kidding. But she says, you're a real princess now. And Stacy's like, Christmas wishes really do come true. You should try it sometime. Try manifesting yeah. what you want and you'll see. Yes. <laughs> right. I will marry Rich eight times in your <laughs> dream journal. <laughs> Amazing. So Olivia asks Stacy to throw the bouquet And she does. Margaret catches the bouquet. And she and Kevin smile at each other. Kevin asks what she's doing for New Year's and tells her to hang on to that bouquet. 
So the old man that has, I guess, also been following them the past year because he's at the wedding. Got an invite. Finally leaves. His work is done. The king wishes everybody a Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. and kiss once again as everyone toasts them. The end. And that is The Princess Switch. And they should have stopped there before making a sequel. Because, dear lord. Okay, so if you haven't seen the second one, you're going to want to skip ahead. You're going to want to turn off this podcast. But if you have, Jesus Christ, the last thing that I expected when I turned on the second movie was for someone to get chloroformed. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I also, like, didn't see any of the previews for it. So I was Mm -hmm. like, holy shit. Vanessa Hutchins is playing a third main character. Crazy. Who let her executive produce this? Who let her be the executive producer on this? She was like, I want to try and do a second type of bad British accent. Yeah. Yeah. Because one isn't enough. The next, the uh, third movie, right? It's going to be four people. And one of them is going to have a Cockney accent. (laughs) It's going to be a Cockney Cockney British accent. The princess switch, too switch, too furious. <laughs> the second one, it's it's crazy. They really take it to another level, and yeah. they recast Olivia with a with a subpar they version. They just made that character like the writing is so bad for that character. It makes her look like the most annoying kid ever. Yeah, she is always meddling. I don't find anything endearing about her in that movie. No, not at all. I don't know if there's much else to say about it. I mean, no, I, mean I was entertained. Yeah, it was definitely funny to watch. It's just like, yeah. it felt like a movie that they made about on purpose. And yeah. it was like kind of trying to be comedic, but a little too serious to land as a comedy. There was like too much mm-hmm. meddling. Like I didn't feel connected to anyone. I thought that I was like, I don't care about anyone's plight. Like you just need to pay more attention to your husband He's honestly a really nice guy. Kevin, get yeah. over yourself. It's, yeah. I would say, like, Margaret is the only character who I cared about. Yeah, it, like, in some ways leaned too far into being, like, bad. But then they also tried to, like, have this whole, like, kidnapping plot. And I'm like, this plot would have ended with, like, murder. Yeah. Had it, like, not gone awry because, like, there's no way they could let her live. No way. And I'm like, that's dark, and seems out of place tonally for this. <laughs> Does it not seem appropriate? Yeah. So I think that the first one is is the far superior. Yeah. I definitely think that too. Yeah. And the character of Fiona in the second one, I just thought was so unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, you gotta see it, guys. But this character is like fucking gaudy. Like, yeah. It's almost like... They were like, okay, now I want you to be like this, like this, like wretched character, like improv mm. for me. Put on a British accent. It felt like a bad <laughs> improv class. Yeah, it really did. <sighs> they just they lost sight of mm-hmm. the essence. I think because I think this movie, The Princess Switch, does a great job of skirting the line of heartfelt. And also, like, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, a nice balance. Because the whole premise is dumb, but yeah. I like Stacy and I like Margaret in the movie. I yes. think they're both really cool characters. So even mm-hmm. if it's, like, corny or dumb, I'm, like, having a fun time. Yeah. I'm just taking the ride. I decide yes. to get on the ride. I'm taking the ride. All right. Shall we head into our, our holiday rating system? Yes, we shall. All right. We got Mistletoe. 
for a steamy holiday romance. I'm going to give it, I'll give it a three or a three yeah. and a half. I would say a three because it's a lot of um, appropriate. Appropriate kissing. Appropriate kissing. Yeah, there's not even a makeout scene or anything. No, yeah. But the, the romance is nice. I mean, I love the gazebo scene. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. There's a wedding at the end. Yeah. So eggnog, holiday cheer factor. Big time. Yeah. Got a lot of cheer. Definitely got me in the spirit for sure. Oh, yeah. Damn, I fucking love the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I would give it a four or five. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Should we go 4.5? Yeah, let's do it. Great. Um, <laughs> Candy Cane's performances. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a low one. It's going to be a low one for me, yeah. I'm skirting around like a two. Yeah, I was going to say 1.5. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a two. I'll give it, I'll throw them a bone. <laughs> I liked Mrs. Donatelli. I thought she had a good performance. Yeah. I thought the first, the original Olivia did a good job. She was endearing for sure. Vihage, we had some questionable moments. Got a lot of questions for you. Yeah. All right. Our final Christmas tree ranking out of 10. Okay. Okay. I kind of want to give it a seven because I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Yeah. Because we put the holiday at a nine. Right? That sounds right. Yeah, I would be down for seven. Yeah. I mean, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's just a movie I enjoy watching, and mm. I don't have to think too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds bad, but <laughs> I just, you know, want to watch movies for entertainment sometimes and just hang the yeah. fuck out, so. Yeah. I watched it, as I said, many times when it first came out. I watched it again last year. I watched it again this year. I think it's going to be, like, in my holiday movie rotation hell yeah all right well thank you so much for listening to another episode of our holiday spectacular yeah this one was really fun i love the energy that we have created in the studio (laughs) i feel very happy with the vibes we have going tonight if you're not already following us on instagram what are you doing yeah because you are missing out on some prime holiday content this month christina schmidt has been posting a new holiday cocktail for you every day and if you're not making those cocktails what are you drinking people what's going on yeah and if you want to make it a mocktail that's fine too done and done give yourself something special yeah do something nice for yourself this holiday season i think we could all use a little bit of that definitely we all deserve a treat right now Yes, so you can follow us on Instagram for all of this holiday joy, movies that raised us. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. Enjoy all of our content. Interact with us. If you're feeling lonely, leave us a comment. Leave us a DM. We love to Mm -hmm. chat. Yeah, and if you're especially enjoying this content, we would absolutely love if you left us a little written review on Apple Podcasts. It's been a minute since we've gotten one, and we want to bring those shout-outs back. So if you have not left a review, get your booty on over there and do it, and we will shout you out in the next episode. We'd love nothing more than to shout you out and have an imaginary conversation about what music would fit the montage that is your life. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next week for another holiday classic. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye.